tonight. Um, I know by the the t- title might be a little confusing, but I'm going to explain it, so don't worry. It's uh, the title is our new debt in Christ, and uh, I know it might seem a little little different. Don't worry, um, I'll explain it, and uh, I won't be long either. I'm going to try my best to not be long, so we can uh, get to the fellowship and all that afterwards. And uh, uh, and about half the message, almost half the message, I'm not even going to. It'll be before I even get to the outline. So don't worry if it takes me forever to get to the outline, because then we're almost halfway done. So <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, and as soon as you guys get to Romans chapter number 1, if you'd stand with me uh, for the reading of God's word, and we'll be reading verses 14 through 16 in Romans chapter number 1. And <clears throat> in Romans chapter 1, and starting in verse 14, it says, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Let's pray. Dear Holy Father, Lord, we thank you for today, Lord, and we just thank you for your rich blessings upon us, Lord, and thank you for being so good to us, Lord. I, I thank you uh, just for how you've provided for us, Lord, and uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd speak through me tonight, Lord. I pray that you'd, uh, your spirit would just open our hearts to the message this evening, Lord. Help us to all receive it. Help us, Lord, to learn from it and apply it to our lives, and we will praise you and thank you for it, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. It seems like today we're just all in debt. It just seems like it doesn't matter what we do, we're just in debt in, in every area of our life. It seems like as soon as we get one debt paid off, another one just pops up somewhere. I mean, it's like you find some bill hiding under your bed or something, and oh, I'm in debt again, man. I mean, it seems like we're in debt to, I mean, we're in debt to our cars, we're in debt to, uh, to our credit cars, we're, we're in debt in so many different areas of our life. It seems like, I mean, people are paying off their credit card debt with credit cards, and uh, it seems like so many, uh, so many people are just getting farther and farther into debt, and it seems like we are all just born into debt. It seems like it's such a prevalent thing in our society today. Uh, I looked something up. I know it, it was a year old, but I know it's probably even higher now. But the average American home in credit card debt alone has at least $8,000 in debt. In credit cards. That's not including all the other things. It just seems like we're all in so much debt today. And uh, don't even get me started on the trillions in national debt. But uh, moving on... Um, we, uh, we just, it seems like there's so much debt in our society today. But the biggest debt that we all have or had was something we were all born with. That debt we were all born with, the debt of our sin and sin nature. And Pastor uh, preached some on it this morning about our sin nature and how that we're all born in trespasses and sins. How we all have that sin nature that is a debt to us that, that none of us can pay. It seems like some of our bills we can pay off, but this sin debt, none of us could have paid. None of us could have paid that debt that we all owe. But, as we all know, Jesus Christ was that propitiation for us. He was that satisfactory payment that paid for our sins. It says in 1 John 2, 2, And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. And we see that Jesus Christ, he was the satisfactory payment for us, and he paid that sin debt on the cross. And we know that that debt was paid. 
But then I looked at this passage, and Paul says that he is still a debtor. And don't worry, I'm not going to be preaching uh, work salvation or anything like that. But, <laughs> but we have uh, here, Paul is saying he's still in debt. But we know it's not a sin debt because we know he's trusted Christ as his Savior. We know he's a saved man. And we know that any of us that have asked Christ to forgive us of our sins, he freely forgives and he saves us all from that eternity in hell that we all deserve. But what is that new debt that Paul is talking about in this passage? What, what is that debt that he still holds? What is that debt that he has, I believe, newly gained in Christ? That debt, I believe is a debt, that new debt is to God for others. The new debt is to God and for others. In uh, Matthew chapter 28, I I believe to to explain my statement there, in Matthew 28 it says, uh, Jesus Christ is commanding his disciples to go. He says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And we see that Jesus Christ, he commanded his disciples to go. He commanded them to go and to tell others of him, just as they had freely uh, received that gift. And we can see that our debt is to God, because he has commanded us to go, and it's for others to share that gospel to them. In this debt, it's not for salvation. As we've seen, Jesus Christ was the only one that could pay that debt. But that debt is... To show our love to God through obedience. It says in John fourteen fifteen, If ye love me, keep my commandments. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And we can see that if we love God, we will obey God. And as we obey God and obey his command to go, we are fulfilling and paying off that new debt in Christ. As, as God has showed us that and commanded us to go, then as we grow in love for God, we will obey him more and we will go more and and tell others more and pay off this new debt in Christ. And you might ask, well, how do we pay off this new debt? And I believe this, this evening I'll share with you three steps from this passage that will show us how to pay off this new debt in Christ. And to pay off this new debt in Christ in, in obeying God and sharing that truth with others. And I believe in verse 14 it gives us the first step, and that's we must tell everyone. In verse 14 it says, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. And we see the Apostle Paul basically saying here, I'm debtor to everyone. It doesn't matter if you're smart or stupid. It doesn't matter if, if where you're from or who you are. I'm debtor to you. I am debtor to share that gospel with you that, that the Lord brought to me. I am debtor to share with you that same truth that I have received. And the Apostle Paul here is, is telling us that we need to tell everyone. And we can't be um, partial in that. And, uh, well, first off, we're commanded to go. As we've seen in, uh, in Mark sixteen fifteen says, And he said unto them, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. And God commands us to go and it says every creature, it's not saying we need to preach the gospel to our pet dogs and cats and things. That's not what Jesus is saying here. We need to tell everyone, every person that we meet, we need to share the gospel with them. And we can't be partial in that. We cannot be selective in our witness to God, to others. It's, uh, if you'd all turn your Bibles with me to James chapter number 2. 
And James chapter number 2 is a great passage that shows us that we, we cannot be selective in our witness, but we must tell everyone. We, we must, it doesn't matter what we might think, but we need to trust that God will work and know that God will work. And in James chapter number 2, starting in verse 1, it says, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto you an assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say to him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? And God says that as we think this way, it's evil to think and say, well, this person seems like he's more, he'd be more receptive to the gospel. This person maybe seems like he'd fit the mold of Christianity more. Well, I hate to tell you, but none of us fit that mold of Christianity before we trusted Christ. None of us were fit for salvation. None of us did anything to deserve what we received. But in God's grace, he saved us. And God, in his grace, can save anyone the same way he saved us. Through simple faith in him. And through his grace, he will save and convert any sinner. And we can know for a fact that if we're selective in our witness, God calls that evil. But God can work and will work in any heart if we just would be willing to go and tell everyone. And we cannot be selective because we don't know who's going to be saved. God knows. God knows. And God will lead us to those people. But we must be willing to tell everyone of the, the free gift of salvation. Because the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. It doesn't matter what they look like or what their past is. God has promised to, to work in lives and to save souls. And we don't know who we will receive. But we need to tell everyone, and we cannot be selective in that. So we, we must tell everyone, but I believe in, in verse 15 it gives us that second step, is what we must always be ready in verse 15 of the text, it says, So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. And Paul here, he's saying, I'm ready. As much as in me is, I mean, I've done all I can to be ready. To be ready to share the gospel with those that, that come across my path. And we need to be ready in our lives, to, to share the gospel with others as well. And I believe we can be ready in at least two areas. We can be ready, first off, by studying. By knowing God's word. Because that's the truth. That, that is where the gospel is found. That is where all the answers to life's questions are found. Is in the word of God. And we need to study his word and seek after his word. And see God work and bless in our lives. And we must study. It says in, in 2 Timothy, Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. And we need to study God's word. In 1 Peter 3.15 it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And Peter is telling the church here that we need to be ready to answer any, any man of any question that they ask us. You know, some people ask tough questions. I mean, I've heard some tough questions. I know many of us have heard difficult questions, but that, that doesn't exclude us. God says we need to always be ready of, of any question that anyone might ask of us of the hope that lieth within us. 
But you know what? We have the answers. We have the answers to all those questions right here in God's word. And we need to be a student of his word to know those answers. And we need to be ready by studying. But also we need to be ready by prayer. We need to be ready through prayer. And if you turn in your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter number 6. And in Ephesians 6, the Apostle Paul acknowledges his need for, for help to be ready to be a witness. And he acknowledges that, that he prays for others as well for, uh, for the power to, to be ready at all times. And Ephesians chapter number 6, and starting in verse 18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me. That utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And the Apostle Paul says, I've been praying for you that you'd be able to preach the gospel effectively. I've been praying for you that, that, that the Lord would work through you in your life. And then he says to them, but I need that same prayer. I'm not perfect. I, I'm no different than any of you. I need that same prayer. I need prayer that God would give me boldness, that that God would give me utterance. He'd give me the words to speak. He'd teach me what I need to say. He'd show me the answers from his word, how to be ready to preach the gospel to anyone, to, to give the answers to anyone of anything they may ask me. And we can be ready through prayer by praying that the Lord would help us be ready and praying that the Lord would help others be ready as well. And we need to be praying for ourselves and for others that the Lord will help us to be ready to share the gospel. And we need to study his word and seek after his word and and know his word and make it a part of our lives so that we might be ready to share the gospel with anyone. And we must be ready and we must be willing to tell everyone. And I believe finally this evening, we must not only be ready, we must not only tell everyone, but finally we must rely on God's power. In verse 16 of Romans 1, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And we can see that we must rely on God's power. The power of God, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. We can't rely on our own reasoning, on our own abilities, on our own talents, but we must rely on God's word because that is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes. And we must rely on his power. I believe first off we must rely on his power because we are an instrument in his use. We are an instrument in God's use. Now, if I was to look over this piano and, <clears throat> and tell the piano, hey, piano, go ahead and start playing the next song. And she's standing there waiting. And uh, how many think the piano is just going to start playing by itself? <laughs> of course not. It's a piano. It, it's an inanimate object. It has no ears. It has no... And it's just got strings and keys. <laughs> but if someone were to sit down at the piano and start to play that piano, then beautiful music would start coming out if it was a good pianist. But, <laughs> but if, if someone were to sit down and start to play that piano... Beautiful music would come out. And the same thing is true in our lives. In and of ourselves, we can do nothing. Jesus said that uh, without me, ye can do nothing. But he also says, uh, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. 
And just like that piano, it must have a, a master pianist using it. We too, in and of ourselves, we are nothing. But when God works through us, then the Lord will bless. The Lord's power will be evident and God will work in people's lives. As God works through us, we are an instrument in his use. I mean, praise the Lord that the Lord would be willing to use someone like me. That God would be willing to use someone like each and every one of us here this evening. That God would use us. And he wants to, he's willing to, he's waiting to. And we need to be a, a submitted vessel for his use and for his, his good pleasure. And we need to, to realize that we are an instrument in his use. We can't do it ourselves. We can't save a single soul. But God can save anyone. God can work. God, God is the only one that can. And we must realize that God will work through us. It's not our doing. It's his. It's all of him. And we must allow the Lord to work through us and realize that we are an instrument in his use. And we must rely on his power not only because we are just an instrument, but we must rely on his power because God has promised to bless and he's promised to work. God has made a promise to us that he will work through his word. In Isaiah 55, 11, it says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. And God has promised to work. God hasn't said, well, I might work if, if these things are set in order. God has said, no, I, I will work. My word will not return void unto me. But God's word will work. If we use his word every time we preach the gospel, every time we share the gospel with someone, every time we bring his word out and share it with someone, God has promised to work. It's not a maybe, it's not an if, it's not, well, I hope so. It's a promise that God will work if we just share his word. If we bring his word and, and we, we share it with someone, we don't have to doubt and worry and, and hope that God will do something. We have a promise that he will work. His word will not return void. But it will accomplish that which he pleases. It will work. You know what? Not everyone will be saved every single time you share the gospel. It's, it's a fact. But God's word is still working. You don't know. Maybe, maybe the Lord is working in that person's heart. And maybe a few weeks later, someone else comes by and shares the gospel with them. And they trust Christ. You don't know what God is doing in their heart. You don't know what God will do, what God wants to do. But we need to be willing to just rely on his power and say, God, I know I can't do it. But I know you work through your word. I know you've promised to use your word. And Lord, I'm going to rely on that. I know, you're going to, I know you want to work through me, Lord. I know I can't do it in and of myself, but Lord, I know you can do it. Lord, please work through me and use your word (coughs) to save someone, Lord. Please work, Lord. Lord, I know you can. I know you promised to. Lord, I'm relying on you. And that's the kind of heart we need to have in our lives, is to rely on the Lord's power. We must always be ready. We must tell everyone and not be selective in our witness. So I come to this question, well... I kind of began to think of it as thinking what I should preach on this evening. Well, why do we do what we do? That's kind of like what I was, wrote in that article a few weeks ago. Why, why do we serve God? Why, why do we do what we do? Why, why do we tell others about the gospel? Why, why do we come here and worship in church? Why, why do you send money so I, me and other missionaries can go to the field and serve and share the gospel with others? Why do we do this? Well, I believe it's because God has commanded us 
And we show our love and obedience to Him by obeying Him, by, by following His commands. Why do we do what we do? Because we love God, because we obey Him, because we want to serve Him, because we want to praise Him. God will work, He's promised to. And we do what we do because of our love. The more we love God, the more we will keep His commandments, and the more we will share His word with others. And I began to think of this debt that we all have, that new debt in Christ of, of sharing the gospel with others because God has commanded us to. And I began to think of Christianity, of churches like ours that, that do share the gospel, but you think of such a great debt, I guess you could call it, that we're in today, of literally billions of people that have not heard, even once. They, they've maybe not even seen a Bible. They, they haven't heard the name Jesus. I've been to places where they thought Jesus was some American that lived a few years ago. They, they don't know at all. There are billions that have never heard. But you know what? God has promised to bless. God has promised to work. We must just be willing to go. So many times we're just willing to sit and hope something happens. You know what? God is going to work through an instrument. He's going to work through somebody. And we must be willing. We must say like Jeremiah, like Isaiah said, Here am I, Lord. Send me. And we must be willing to be of God. We must be willing to, to go and tell others of the, of the Christ that saved us. And we must go to those people. I, I, I'm sure that there are people here, even in this community, that have not heard the gospel. I, I, I know almost every single community in this country, has prob- there's probably at least one or two people that have not even heard the gospel one time. And you think, who does that fall on? Because we have not shared the gospel. Because we have not been willing to take that extra step like men in the past have. You think of the Apostle Paul who said, I've shared the gospel with everyone I've had the chance to. Can we say that in our lives? Can we say every person I've come across, I've, I've shared the gospel with? I can't say that. Have we pay, been paying off this debt like we should? Have we been sharing that truth like God has told us to? Have we been going and telling others? Have we been paying that debt in Christ that we now have? It's not for salvation, but it's to show our love to God. For all He's done for us. God has done so much in saving us and redeeming us and giving us such great blessings. And the best way we can show our love and appreciation to Him for all He's done for us is by obeying Him. By obeying His command to go. And we must be willing to pay off that debt. That new debt in Christ that we all have. And I believe Paul outlined it for us perfectly. If we just are willing to tell everyone, if we're ready to tell everyone, and we rely on God, I believe we can pay this debt off. We we can see this world reached. We, We can see the gospel spread across this world, across this community, across this county. We can see God's word work. We can see God save and transform lives if we would just go. If we would obey and show our love to God and just obeying his command for us. And I believe God will work. I believe God will bless. He's promised to bless. He's promised to work if we would just go. So this evening I just leave you with this. Let's, let's pay off that debt. Let, let, let's pay that debt off and show our love to God. 
by obeying his command to go. Let's do that. Let's pay off our new debt in Christ. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you so much for your word, Lord. We thank you so much for how that you are such a good God to us, Lord. How that you, Lord, you saved us from an eternity in hell. Lord, how that you redeemed us, Lord. How that you have blessed us above and beyond measure, Lord. Beyond anything we could ask or think. And Lord, your simple command to us is to go. You haven't commanded us to bring back a certain amount of people. You haven't commanded us to to see certain results. You haven't commanded us to meet a quota. Lord, you've commanded us just to go. And Lord, I just pray that you'd help us to go. Help us to obey and, and show our love, Lord. As you said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And Lord, just help us to show our love to you and go. It might be at a workplace, it, it might be at a shopping center, it, it might be by supporting missionaries. It, it, I don't know, Lord. But I just pray that we, you'd help each and every one of us to say like Isaiah said, Here am I, Lord. Send me. And dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just praise you for your working, Lord, for your Holy Spirit of God. I praise you, Lord, and uh, give you the praise and glory for it all, Lord. And we just pray that you would work in our hearts. And help us to show our love and appreciation to you, Lord, by obeying your command to go and to share that truth with others, Lord. I just praise you, Lord, for all that you've done. I pray that you'd help us to remember this truth and keep it in our hearts. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.